The future will be great, but today is just as incredible. Meet Nissan's most advanced lineup. If you can't get enough adrenaline, there's the all-new 400 HP Nissan Z. Uh, or for your off-road adventures, uh, please check out the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Please. And if you're more of a spontaneous road trip type of person, hop in the Nissan Pathfinder. And for something more electric, there's the stylish Nissan Aria. Sorry. Let's enjoy the rod. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expect availability this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting better at doing ad reads than you are at just podcasting. There's there could be a future for you in this, Chris. That says a lot about our division of labor and also what I actually prioritize in my life. So thank you for noticing that. Yeah, let's expand on that, Chris. I'm you, good. Okay. Uh, good to see you, Jason. So you prioritize. <laughs> it's been what? It's been hours since we shared multiple WestJet economy flights. Don't love that. WestJet, I, I feel like I had taken WestJet before from New York, and it wasn't as shitty as it was from L.A., but, you know, thanks to my loyalty to the Delta medallion status chase, uh, I fucked us, and I apologize. <laughs> That's fine, man. It's fine. I, I just checked. I'm, I'm probably one flight away from... I'm gold now. Mm, I'm we're about, moving up. I'm about to hit platinum, and then diamond is next. That's right. We're I'm... I'm pushing you into the future, and you and everyone in your life should thank me because status is all we have. <laughs> status is all we have. In well, this, when it in comes this... to when it comes to travel, okay. okay. Well, I mean, and other things, but let's just stick with travel for now. So you're, yeah. I mean, some people, the 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 destination is the journey, and for you, the, the journey the is seat, the destination. The, the seat assignment is the destination. The, the seat journey. assignment. I mean, the thing is about when we get on the WestJet flight because I did be like, oh, maybe I should buy us first class seats because it's it's pretty far and you know it's, we're kind of it's like work. We're gonna feel like shit. I want to be pampered, but I'm glad I didn't because they were. It was two inches more of legroom and there's no TVs anywhere. So what difference does it make? No TV in first class in 2022. It seems insane to me. Yeah, the the problem is when you're flying to and from Canada, Air Canada is the only way. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's not a, in the Delta Partner Network. On a, on a five hour flight, also no food. Well, you had your little hummus There's cup. Pretzels. You had two Bloody Marys and a hummus cup. <laughs> Jason taught the. Uh, it was the stewardesses or stewards. <laughs> flight <first>. attendants. <laughs> <laughs> it was the stewards' first day, and he didn't know how to make a Bloody Mary. He said, "What's in that?" <laughs> Jason there were, said, there was two people. There was that one can, <laughs> that vodka. No, there and was, give me them sauces too. <laughs> one person was a pro, and then one person it was their first day. One male, one female, leaning. We mm-hmm. identifying both flight attendants. The the and I was like, let me get a Bloody Mary. And then the, the which girl, I feel like I got to say, be, besides water and ginger ale, got to be the top alcoholic drink on a plane. Mm-hmm. Besides a canned beer, which is especially count. in Canada where they drink tomato juice, oh yeah, like it's fucking water. Let me get fucking two Caesars for me and my man here. So, so we're you know she's she had just finished months of flight attendant school. She, she learned knew, the ins and outs. She knew how to jump out of the plane and land on a blow up slide to uh-huh. save herself. But you know what she didn't know, Jason? 
I mean, how to create one of the world's most popular alcoholic beverages. She learned how to land a 747 <laughs> if fucking both of the pilots some, you know, pass out. So, but, I mean, spend an afternoon at, at flight attendants college just learning the basics of cocktail making. That's right. And That's food right. distribution because that is unfortunately... You know, ninety nine percent of your job is is feeding. They think they see the problem is they think, and I think they're taught that the their job is to keep the passengers safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Look, once we're on that plane, if it's going down, we're dead. There ain't nothing you can do. As as the tallest guy on the plane, that's my job. Unfortunately, that's a good point. We, as things. as two big burly American men, we've been forced to save all the women and children if a if an active shooter was on board. Yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> your air marshal black. I would have to go into air marshal mode. Chris, you have to. It's time, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I have to go now. But <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm like, hey, I'd like a Bloody Mary, and she's like, ooh, mm. Mm. and then, and, and then yeah, the, of course, because we're flying to Canada, we are forced to still wear masks on the plane, so mm. you could only see her pained expression through her eyes, which I think is more emotive. And the guy came over, and he was like, how. How do you like your Bloody Mary? And I cool, said, cool, cool way to say I don't know how to make it. And then I said, you get the <laughs> you get a cup, and you put ice in it. That's right. You get the little bottle of vodka, and then you get the can that says Bloody Mary mix on mm-hmm. it. You open it, mm-hmm. you pour it inside the cup, you drop a small straw in, and then you hand it to me. Mm-hmm. It's the one cocktail where the name of the drink is on the can that it's served in. If if I I mean imagine if I said let me get a a, a slippery nipple or mm. an adios motherfucker or even a screwdriver. The most mm. simple cocktail, orange it's juice not and in vodka. The name in the same way. A, yeah, if I said a screwdriver, they'd be like, ooh. Well, I was impressed they had a full size bottle of Worcestershire sauce <laughs> as well as a full size bottle of Tabasco to offer you, so you could kind of decorate your bloody mary as you see fit i made it my own and when i said here just let me i'll i'll put in the worcestershire and and hot sauce because you you clearly don't know what either of these substances are and you'll probably put in you know a quarter cup of each Mm -hmm. into this bloody mary and when i said here i'll just do it the look of relief on her face was Mm -hmm. astronomical you were you were in classic tj form where you're completely demeaning and talking down but i only noticed that and they don't which is one of your greatest skills <laughs> yeah is there a name for for doing that i don't know what it is well it's just it's called being an asshole but it's like dog whistle asshole because only those that know you can t- appreciate it dog whistle asshole. and thank god because it's the same thing when i when the guy made a joke when i made a joke to the flight attendant and he thought i was offended uh-huh. <laughs> and I, had, I, I was like bro i don't care i'm just he still didn't get it i was like i don't care <laughs> It was a bad flight. The point is, it was a bad long flight, uh, and but 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 my I I like this concept of asshole dog whistle because it's so is it is it a victimless crime? It kind of is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm that nice, compassionate, empathetic of a person where I can you know decimate someone if I can keep a straight and they don't face, even know it. If I can keep a straight face, which in this case I believe I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but partly because it was covered by a mask, which is helpful, <laughs> helpful for you in the situation. Sure, um, we were able, you were able to get away with yet another TJ victimless crime. Um, mm-hmm. I would be in Rikers uh, if I was if I asked yeah, somebody yeah, to make yeah. a bloody mary and were treating them the way you were. WestJet, you're welcome. WestJet, thank you, and uh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Is it tough love if you don't feel any toughness? You know, it's a good point. It's just love. But I'm. I'm happy to be home, and Toronto was successful. We have a lot of we get a lot of love in the six. 
Toronto is goner country, we learned. And, and this it's was been, verified renamed, by we, multiple people. We've renamed North America's hat mm-hmm. as gone country. Gone country. And uh, I don't mean a new festival launching in Tampa this summer. This is, <laughs> this is actually a place that you're already familiar with, but they fuck with us um, in a nice way. What, do you, what about Torontoians? What about Sixers? Is it that... <laughs> Or what about us that appeals to the six? What is the... I think that they don't get a lot... We're peanut butter, they're jelly, and I want to know why. I think that you are President's Choice peanut butter. Uh, I think it's it's because they don't have a lot of people keeping it real up there because everybody's too nice. Oh, okay. We're straight shooters, but not too straight. Not too straight. Uh, That's my guess. I haven't done a lot of thinking on this. I haven't really been able to ideate or whiteboard this like concept. We're we're a we're a beginner's guide. We're the mm -hmm. the shallow end of the pool. Yeah, because I think that they they, we're a voice to the voiceless when it comes to the being mean in a nice way. Mm, Okay, you know. Yeah, we because we roasted Toronto on stage and they loved it, but it wasn't because it's not mean spirited. Do you remember what we said? I think we just made... I don't remember anything from Well, I, I made fun of all the women wearing black bike shorts when the mm-hmm. weather got nice. Mm-hmm. And then also mentioned several... Another na- victimless crime. Mentioned several neighborhoods that every house is over multiple million dollars is the only places that were nice. Okay. They also like that. <laughs> um, and I also like that as well. Okay. So it kind of worked for everybody. Um, <laughs> that's really it. We didn't go too... I mean, it's not like Boston because we actually like it. You know, Toronto... It was yeah. beautiful. I mean, the weather was amazing. Like... The hospitality, I mean, we were, the red carpet was rolled out for us. Norm set us up with this great Juno pre-party. Mm-hmm. We had a great dinner at, at Milu, thanks to our friend Adrian. So it was like, you know, I mean. I received enough marijuana products. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason. To kill an have, elephant. Jason could have killed himself on legal products, thanks to Ron for dropping the pack off at the hotel. We love you, Ron. We saw Fran and Jackie and Keith. And, and also, thanks to Ron, I, I somehow left my hat at the bar. That <laughs> somehow. I was I can, we can get into that if you'd God like. God only knows I, why, I would like to get into that. Why fact. it would slip my mind. But luckily, my, my weed delivery also included two hats with QR codes <laughs> yes. on them. So I was able to wear that through Canadian customs just to make sure my hair was dry before. And it I looked finally... and your hair looked great when you took it off. And I didn't yeah, I, I didn't have time to scan that QR code unfortunately, but I hope secu- I hope they, I'm sure they did at security. I wonder yeah, just to flag him. Lean down. They're like what's in that orange box? Also, let me scan the hat. Uh <laughs> yeah, we had a so so the show was good. Everybody was in attendance. Um but, Yeah, it was a nice packed house. But the the after party um, well, at, let's, let's not. We still. I mean, the show Whitmer Thomas. Oh yeah, out. how can I forget? Big Whitmer being in town. He's got a new show uh, that he is is taping in Toronto. Uh, that's created and directed, and I think starring Zoe Lister Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, I feel bad for him because he's he's a member of the skate community. He loves to skate. That's right. Without his wheels, he is nothing. Know. And because he's you know in a in a leading. Not a, I don't know if he's starring in it, but he's a he's a featured cast he can't, member. He he can't skate because if he hurt himself, it would fuck up production. Mm-hmm. His his filmer uh, Kevin Spanky Long also is not with him on this trip, so it's kind of in what's vain. the point? Yeah, what's the point? If a tree, if, if I land a tray <laughs> tray flip on the sixth, you're not no getting. One's there to <laughs> Did you even land it? If you're not getting, if you're not getting footy captured by a pro with with the CN Tower in the background, there's no reason to mm. be skating in Toronto. And I felt I felt bad for him. So he, all he does is just kind of walk around. You know, he hangs out in Toronto. He's he like, told I was us like, "What did you do today?" He's like, "I walked one hour to Hooters." 
Eat 20 wings and walked one hour home. He said, he, yeah, he said, I'll find a vintage store and walk there and spend 15 minutes in the vintage store and then walk back. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I mean, you can kill three, four hours that way. It's not a problem. I mean, because he's so far past jacking off in his hotel room. <laughs> like, that's so old hat to him by now. He also said that he's staying in like an extended stay hotel for actors, which Ooh. is obviously f- packed to the gills in Canada, and that Fran Lebowitz is also staying there, and that people just <laughs> she's just outside smoking a cigarette, looking mad, <laughs> and like women just run up to her screaming, like fanning out, which and is he's like wild, yeah, he's just like I don't really get it in Canada specifically, and I don't I don't either, but maybe she's got a big following there. I don't know. I mean, you know, Toronto is the is the New York of Canada, I guess. So there there are some through lines there. And we did get to Maddie gave us a Maddie Matheson, our other guest, gave us a tour of his new restaurant, which was fucking nice. Mm-hmm. The bathroom has a thirty foot skylight ceiling. No, everything about it was. I was like, this is a nice place where people are going to spend wood a lot of build money. Outs. Yeah, there. He's doing caviar service, mm-hmm. kind of like a, he, he invented something that was a very smart idea, which I loved. Which. I guess this is a how long gone exclusive. I hope hopefully Eater's not listening to this, Eater.to. But I really hope they're not listening to this for other reasons. Could get us into some hot water. <laughs> but he, like the corkage fee with wine, he's doing a tinning fee with the, the caviar can. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, okay, I bought this can of caviar for 500 bucks. I'm going to sell it for 2000 or whatever the markup is. He's just going to sell the caviar at cost as a way to kind of democratize democratize an often overpriced and out of reach Mm -hmm. dish yes so it's and i think maybe the logic is like that's a good way to get people through the door yeah it's kind of like uh you know the 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 flat screen tv that's 39 dollars, and then you get in there and then you buy the other shit and i'm sure you know his steaks and wines and and will not be there will not be affordable will not be affordable so it kind of but it's i think it's cool to do that and if you want to just buy a hundred dollars worth of caviar you just you just the restaurant though like the finishings like the interior it's really pretty it was like one of the nicer restaurants i've seen in a long time a lot of light natural wood i think it opens like this week or next Mm -hmm. week we're in the middle of a soft opening i saw his his brigade of chefs breaking down I don't know, $500,000 worth of ranch. There's guys with $100,000 worth of Smith Street tattoos and, <laughs> and, and fucking rubber gloves on handling it ramps. It looked like, like a Bolivian cocaine <laughs> operation. <laughs> they had their shirts off so none got it. Yeah, none yeah, of the yeah. powder got on it. Mm-hmm. They, they checked us for wires. It was a whole thing. <laughs> like if you're going to come in the kitchen, you got to take all your clothes off. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be going to Whole Foods later today. I'm going to be getting a lot of air quote green onions. Uh-huh. But, you know, people were DMing me like, yo, in, in where I live at the market, ramps are $50 a pound. Like, Listen, that's pretty fucking... The coolest thing was we told Maddie this, and he clearly looked at us like, you think I know how much this shit costs, bro? <laughs> I don't fucking do this. I ride motorcycles all day and talk on TV. I don't... I don't. <laughs> these guys do that. That's that's why I'm rich and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking... I was talking to, to Bay last night when we were at, at dinner about how many... About, like, Maddie, like, how proficient he is... And I was like, no, he has he has like multiple businesses going on at once. And then I started kind of running down. It's countless. And he has like he has like two dozen businesses. Yeah. He has like multiple YouTube shows, cookware, workware, cookbooks, yeah, restaurants, he took, he took us into the, speaking tours. I just, mean, we went to the compound of all the offices that had his mm-hmm. 
his fake man cave that has like six kettlebells and a padded floor and then <laughs> 15 tubs of unworn shoes. <laughs> 15 tubs of unworn ALD new balances <laughs> and collecting you, dust. And then you go into the kitchen room and it's like a full set with like two kitchens in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's an office. And then there's a room for the 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 new workwear brand that's like pretty. I, I like the workwear. I yeah, think it's, it's very, very cool. It's like really simple workwear inspired, but chef wear because mm-hmm. he made the new uniforms to the restaurant. But we had a nice. I could I could make an omelet or repair a transmission. Exactly. And that what speaks to you more? I mean, honestly, like this is this should he mm-hmm. needs to give you all the whole pack full custom whatever color you want. If, I could if, see you in yeah, that this, dusty. If pink. this collar ain't blue, then I don't know what is, brother. Goddamn right. Um, but I I think it was nice to because we. I think we both met Maddie once or twice, but we've like created a, a relationship since he was on the show, and so it was nice to actually hang out. Yeah, I think that he and us have like a an interesting calming effect where Maddie has, you know, obviously the his on screen persona is going to be different than when you're his, building his just chilling at the chilling at the restaurant or whatever kind of vibe, and everyone has that, and you have your animated version of yourself that you have on screen or on stage or whatever. But I don't know it's something about hanging out with him. I feel like we we calm him, yeah, we soothe him. We are, you know, he doesn't have access to drugs because he well, also lives a sober life. But we kind of <laughs> offer some type of yes. Percocet sedative style. I, I don't activity. know. I think it may be because he's only around people that work for him. You know what I mean? Mm. So maybe maybe it's nice that it's like, oh, I can't tell these guys what to do, and they don't have to tell me that I'm cool. Yeah, we're not exactly like his friends from high school that mm. are gonna like really mm. give it to him. Like really demean him and yeah. insult him and say he looks stupid and all the bad things he's mm-hmm. doing. We're not there yet, but we're not not. We're like a perfect amount of no. That's right. That's right. When he's surrounded by too many yes people. But as soon as as soon as he finishes Blue yes Goose, folks, Blue, I should say Blue Goose Farms, Jason and I will be flying back to Toronto to spend a weekend in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, to just you know kind of get our hands dirty, feel touch the soil. I'm there to snip some micro cilantro and then just see how it inspires the rest of But the best part of his, I think the best part of his appearance at the show is that he had a, an Escalade waiting to take him back home to his family mm-hmm. two hours away from where we were. I mean, he really is living like a like a Diplo lifestyle. It is. Without that, any of the mm-hmm. music. He doesn't even have to stay up late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, if Diplo was... I was going to say if Diplo was a dad, but Diplo got more kids than he does. <laughs> You can well. It's, it's living a lifestyle. It's living a Diplo lifestyle without having to stay up late, and mm-hmm. with all with also like it's just it's easier. Everything about it is easier. Yeah, but you know there are some trade offs, perhaps. Yeah, that's true. He has less uh, mixed race women around, <laughs> I would guess, and mm-hmm. that's about that's the only difference I see. Really, he has Besides to hair have, color. Of he has course. to have one of his brick shit house children give him a foot rub. <laughs> Instead of a, a Belizean pop star, but you know, I mean, look, tis what to tis. As long as the foot's getting rubbed, who really cares? You know what I'm saying? That's Damn. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, he jetted off. We did. Jason was able to hold it together to DJ at Tammy's for the after party, which was pretty lit. I have to say, it was pretty lit. I, I gathered my thing. I had the, like because when we were on tour, I, I had like a whole flow going last year. It was like, all right. I'll bring the suit to the venue and then we'll change and then I do that. And then I make sure I have my DJ stuff and I bring that. 
And then I go there and like, oh yeah, like I, I maybe I'll change my shoe, whatever. Like I, I, there were so many things that I had to remember and there were so many things I was putting in my body t- that made me forget mm-hmm. that every single time something, you know, like, oh, I forgot my headphone thingy or I left my socks at this venue or whatever it might, you know, I got to go back because I left the suit at the bar. You, you were know? out of sorts. So this time I came with nothing. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna wear the suit already. There's no, there's no changing. I'm gonna have my USB stick in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna borrow somebody else's headphones. So anything that I had on me that I could forget would w- fit in my pocket, and it worked out perfectly, except for the hat on my head, of course. It worked out perfectly, except when at you know 1:30, mm-hmm. I'm like, or 1:45, I'm like, I'm gonna leave, and you look at me. <laughs> And you're like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, are you good? And you're like, yeah, man, I took mushrooms. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So I gather the stuff as the tour manager. I, of course, have the merch on me. Yeah, uh, thanks you know, for that. I gather my stuff. I walk outside. I sit down for a second. I'm talking to people. And I get a text from Jason <laughs> two minutes later. I got to get the fuck out of here. Get me the fuck out of here right get now. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> as if I'm, a, I'm his staff member. <laughs> and I say, okay. Well, I, I tell... I tell Keith to watch the merch. I'm like, watch the merch. I got to go inside. He's like, yeah, no problem. Mm. I go inside. You're DJing. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And classic TJ. It's literally like a toddler. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Takes 20 minutes to get you out of there. Mm -hmm. You're giving hugs to a guy without teeth. You're talking. You're taking pictures with all these people. I'm fucking drenched with sweat. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm ready to go. You left it all on the dance floor. I got to. Yeah, exactly. I got to drag you out. And then we finally get in the car, and I'm like, oh, this is maybe the most twisted I've ever seen Big Bird in my entire life. I was My goose was cooked. Because at Tammy's, and in Canada, there's these. it's so cool. You can just buy, you, you just, it's bottles of wine, and you just drink them at your own leisure. Yeah, I walked in. I was like, <laughs> let me get a bottle of white. You know, I like a minerality, a little salinity. Cleanse my palate while I'm, while I'm mixing. And that was it. I just had... My bottle, I had my DJ set up, one bottle of wine, one glass, and I would just sip it and pour at my leisure. But then 38 seconds into my first song, <laughs> a, a young a young fan came up to me and said, bro, you want shrooms? And I was like, okay. And he just handed me mushrooms and I ate them. And how many shots did you say yes to and how many did you say no to? I said yes to two shots of tequila and no to 37. <laughs> okay. And I said no to 38 offers of cocaine key bumps. That's cool. But I was I was just kind of like okay I'm chatting like I'm 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 good I can hang out like everybody's good and then I was like I gotta go it's too late and then of course I got home an hour later than I wanted to because of my job of babysitting Jason but it's better for everyone when Jason's having fun that's that's the reality oh. it's better for everyone and I want you I'm to, glad you finally figured that out I want you to enjoy this as much as possible because I'm not going to enjoy anything anyway so what difference does it make I'm willing to lay down the sword as usual yeah it's sort of my duty to be the source of joy the mm. the the Marie Kondo spark of joy that's right you're able to take the spark and channel that with your copper wires mm-hmm. into the system and make it all run. Mm-hmm. But without me, the inception, mm-hmm. you have nothing. Yeah, without you, we it's have... important to protect me. Yeah, it's important to protect you exactly. Yeah. Not unlike the queen bee, and you, uh-huh. you are like one big white thumb 
worker bee uh-huh. and you're just there to make sure that i got everything i need that's that's Hair's, what it, hair done nails that's, done that's everything what it taken feels like that's what it feels like and you know what i'm okay with that it gives me pleasure because i'm the one at the end of the day that goes home with a pocket full of toonies you know what i'm saying and then i dole those out as i see fit oh interesting that's right <laughs> yeah so i hope you had a little fun no i'm just kidding so I, you're, I, you're like yeah uh the con- yeah the canadian conversion conversion's crazy, crazy bro right now but it was of uh, course i had to tax you for like the, you know the stuff but yeah like the that. stuff <laughs> i told you if you did mushrooms that was gonna be a hundred dollars we're counting red faces that's 250 look just be glad that i ate a cap and a stem instead of Albanian cocaine because then I really would have been hard to drag out of but that. I, but no, if it would have been three in the morning and be like, I see no reason to leave. No, but if you would have done cocaine, I could have just left and then you would have stayed and gone to an after party, uh, which I don't care about. Like, yeah. it's fine. But I would also like to mention, I don't want to pat myself on the back, of course, on my own program, but you know, you're 15 minutes late to the Escalade to take us to, to Pearson. And what did I have waiting for you when you got into the car? <laughs> You had a Gatorade. And what flavor was it, Jason? Your preferred flavor? Was it blue or orange? Uh, it, was it was blue. blue. Yeah, you got daddy's favorite blue blue. Mm-hmm. You had some extra strength Tylenol. That's right. And you had, was it was it the oatmeal raisin? It was a it was a chocolate chip peanut butter. Chocolate chip peanut butter Cliffy. And I know you love the original Cliff. That's your preferred bar. Back and, when they made Cliff for flavor, not for nutrition. That's right. Yeah, great mouthfeel. Try and talk. I agree. It. I agree. Uh, the classics never die. So I just, I just want to point out to the listeners that think I'm a heartless shithead that I not no. only he he filled up my love tank that trip. <laughs> <laughs> I just I need TJ to feel good because then everything's better, and I also feel like shit. But it doesn't really matter because because feeling like shit not hungover is totally fine. No, because you need me to be feeling good enough to help calm you down when we have to go through Canadian <laughs> customs and TSA. Where every single like when when we, Toronto's a huge city, giant massive hub, massive, and every single Canadian person, no shade, it's all love, but every single Canadian person at the airport is behaving as if it is the first time that they have ever gone on a flight, and the 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 maple syrup molasses movement is the, is insane. My favorite part is we show up to the airport. We get, we're an hour before our flight, and we get to the we get to the WestJet uh, desk to check in our our merch bag. And the girl is like, looks like she was up with a pipe, and I'm not talking for weed. The <laughs> night before, she's drinking Starbucks water, which is I've never seen. That's literally that's, some, that's meth behavior. That's the unhoused. That's who I see doing that. You ain't getting my two dollars. Nah. Give me that Starbucks water. So she's got a, a venti Starbucks water. <laughs> she's got some kind of. Some visible tattoos that aren't great. Mm-hmm. And she just looks at us like, laughs at us for, because you guys are cutting it close. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we had a big night last night. And she's like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then proceeds to tell us that, like, all right, we're going to charge you for this bag. I'm like, well, I have this Delta status. I don't think you should charge this bag. She's like, oh, that's over. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, whatever. Don't worry about it. Doesn't charge me for the bag. Mm-hmm. Tells us that we're late and basically not going to make the flight, but good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bitch. And then we, of course, go through security, which is hell on earth because it's all these slow idiots. And everybody, you got to take your toiletries out like it's 2007. It was crazy, man. And then we get through and it's totally fine. And we made the flight and it was hell. And now we're back in LA and it's beautiful outside. And look, we made a lot of great friends. We had a yep. great party. We had a great show. And look, I mean, Toronto will be back. 
We have we went to Imanishi. That's what it's called. First night we went to Imanishi, where where I had, <laughs> I said it on stage, but mul- multiple white Canadian people in uh, sort of reprimanded and instructed how how one eats Japanese food correctly. To be fair, I would say that's more offensive if you weren't white, but I think it's a white on white crime, which is vi- victimless. It was just like I didn't like to be treated. I think that's the problem. I the- came around on the guy though. I came around on him a little bit. You know, he was he has he had his sort of like standard issue American jokes like, oh, you guys are American because he saw my cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm American. He's like, oh, nobody's perfect. I'm like, you've said that 7000 mm-hmm. times over the last 18 years you've worked here. And then and then he was kind of like, oh, you know, have fun here in Canada. You can uh, you can have road rage, honk, yell at whoever you want because no one here has guns. And I was like, okay, okay. yeah, I know your country's full of pussies. You think well, I like that? Okay, and but yeah, and people were kind of laughing at me because I was like dipping a tempura in like a soy sauce instead of like the ponzu sauce, and you know, she, like as if she was like Jiro dreams of sushi. <laughs> She's some fucking snowboarder bitch. <laughs> Never been to Japan in her life. She did look like a snowboarder. She had, she had one photo in Transworld Snow. She I'm thinks like, she's bitch, bad. Bitch, you don't want to get into it with me. But that's what that's that that's why international travel is humbling. In America, if I were to go to a Japanese place here in Little Tokyo, they would respect me. They would be able to sense that I know what's going on. I know yeah. how this fish was killed, where it's that's from, right, yeah. the method of ceremonial right. murder and and sacrifice and all the spirits leaving it, and this chick is just like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I was, I was salmon just upset. is it was orange. I was upset they didn't have the the vegetarian curry anymore, but overall, I thought the meal was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I just don't. I don't like that either. I don't know, but I also feel like but I like to Canada see- has a better connection with with Asia, though. I think. Yeah, that's probably true. Like as a whole, like yeah. the, the the Vancouver's, the Toronto, you know, like the main cities in Canada. I think they're Canadian. Asian food yeah, yeah, relationship is is I was told standing. I was actually told that I was like I'm surprised Imanishi hasn't like expanded because it's been popular for like years now I mean it's like six seven years they old can't get it together over there what I was told was that the chef or the, I think the chef maybe the owner chef is just like in there most nights mm. and like that's why it's like good right and he's right, like right. I'm I'm this is what I want to do I don't need to open Vegas you know what I mean well he you know He's afraid to scale. Yeah. Classic Canadian. No, you're right. Oh, I don't know. We'll just open the record room in the basement. You guys can listen to Mob Deep down there on vinyl. I have a deep fear of scalability. <laughs> what if I fail with my small business? But we did go to an, a Yorkville classic, thanks to friend of the show, Drew, uh, to Buka. And I got to say, that was one, I had one of the best dishes I've ever had in my life. It, it was it was a all-seafood corporate steakhouse. Just the type of place where... It's at, not even corporate. At six, well, I mean, it has the energy of a corporate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because for it's sure. in the lobby, you know, plaza of of a Four Seasons. But it's just kind of like it's glass. Everyone, you know, at six p.m., it's a packed restaurant of fifty-five-year-old millionaires. For sure, for sure. Everyone's wearing a, a suit and tie. The only people that are dressed like slobs are, you know, hockey players, most likely, mm-hmm. and me and you, of course. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't dressed super well. I wasn't dressed bad though. We were fine. No, we looked fine. But you know, it was just it was just a, a place where you uh, it had this feel of a corporate steakhouse where everyone is just kind of business mm-hmm. card Amex kind of thing. But it was all seafood and and which fr- it used to not. I mean, I've been to that restaurant many many times over the years. Mm-hmm. It used to not be that seafood heavy. I was I didn't like that all the servers there were like hot idiot guys. Yeah. 
Um, that was a little disappointing. I want. I would you like. Want, you want to be the hottest guy in the restaurant? I get it, bro. No, I just there was like one female working there. I think that I can't. Like America is a little bit more diverse with their kitchen staff, and I think in. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! You went to two restaurants. <laughs> I've been to many restaurants in Canada. Like, can't you know? I'm just McDonald's saying, in Saskatchewan on tour doesn't count. I'm just saying, you know, five years ago in America, you would see every every kitchen had had like a guy with a hundred thousand dollars worth of mystery tattoos, <laughs> a short sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled up. That's right. So you can see more of the tattoos. And just like a perfectly kind of manicured lifestyle. They're a little buff. They're wearing one of those leather aprons. Mm-hmm. And they take their job very, very right. seriously. And every single person there is just a, 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 a male that looks like that. Yeah. You know, that different, is, different races of male. But it's usually To be just fair, male. that's not really what it's like anymore. You're right. Like it's not. I do remember that and it's, era. And it's more diverse. It's kind of evened out more. I mean, you know, things move faster in America than Canada. And I'm sure they'll catch up. Um, but I'm you know to our Canadian restaurants out there. Let's get let's get a little more diverse in the kitchen. What was that? What was the dish that I had? The dish you had was a table side branzino sashimi, which is and I, I'm one one thing I liked about the restaurant is they called it sea bass and not branzino. But and why is that? Because branzino is just a name that they like they created to make it sound more interesting. And, oh, really? Okay, yeah, so you're just, saying that's it's just like a branding. It's a branding and marketing. Oh, thing. I didn't know that. Okay. There's a few different fish like that, like like red snapper. I don't know. Like different fish have like names that were created for oh, marketing because that. their their original name is like truly unappealing and shit. Yeah, it's not sexy enough. But they they just bring a literally a whole branzino to the table on a cart like they're going to make guacamole or a Caesar, and then unfortunately you have a server do it and not a chef, so it takes 45 minutes to do this. But you he just fillets perfect little cuts of both of the both sides of the of the mm. fish and lays it out on this big kind of oval sized plate all the all the fish is arranged in the perfect way so it kind of looks like scales of a fish mm-hmm. so you're kind of it's a deconstructed and a reconstructed and then they pour some you know olive oil and lemon juice on there and then they shave some fresh block salt on top of it uh, you know Benjamin Edgar would be Sliding off the seat. <laughs> it was honestly so good. I was like, this is fucked up. It was, how good it this was is. just perfectly clean, raw, pure flesh and a beautiful light olive oil, lemon juice, and salt. I mean, the way God intended it. It was just, be. it was, it was quite good. I was very pleased with that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then a beautiful dinner at Milu. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had a little, a little group dinner. Um, I felt bad for ordering an espresso martini, but I needed caffeine and I needed to get drunk. But that I've been thinking about that asparagus. As Beautiful well. asparagus. The asparagus was so well prepared. I had yeah, I mean, I had a lot, a lot of stuff that was good there, but the asparagus. It was what was the what was the sauce? Because I heard you talking to Jalil about it. Was it was like outside. it was a it was like a whipped. I don't remember what it was exactly. It maybe it was a ricotta. I don't know. It was a whipped something. It was good, man. Um, it, it was kind of like a whipped hummus ricotta looking yeah. situation, and then it had some some oil and some duca, which I usually if I see duca that's what on you the were menu, saying. You were like, I'm not a duca guy. I mean, duca is good. It's fine, but it's like a it's like a trendy ingredient that people can lean on too much. Of just like I put duca on it, and now it's mm-hmm. now it's like squirrel <laughs> food, you know. But uh, and then also they take the time to shave. 
the uh, kind of peel the outer tough skin off the asparagus. Oh, which is you know a, a nice little chef's touch. I didn't. Okay, I, I don't think I have the palate to notice that, but I feel like that does make a difference. Yeah, whoever you know, whoever's above dishwasher back there has to kind of painstakingly each single asparagus yeah. beer peel. Asparagus, the asparagus of it. were good. The local oysters were good. It was yeah, good. She was and we, we were able to keep it light before we touched the stage, which is important for we us. We have to. We got to keep it light. Um. <clears throat> so, what else do we got? Oh, yeah. So, Karsten, our episode with the goat. legendary fucking man. I think I think podcasting with old people. It's the best. Is really the move. No, you're right. I'm. I'm. I would fly to Stockholm this weekend to mm-hmm. ha- to build with him. But it's like an it's an interesting thing because usually I'll listen to podcasts with older people like around his age. You know, like you know, fifty five, whatever. Karsten's like sixty, I think. Yeah. So he's older than most old podcasters. And I listen to old podcasters like, it's good. These people are like confident, well-spoken. But then you uh, you lose a lot of like the references about modern things. Like yeah, they're sure. kind of like old school references. They can only kind of give you their stories. They can't necessarily keep up with some of the yeah. ins and outs. And I'm sure many young listeners feel that same way about us. You know, like they're like, oh, I like Hell on Gone, but For like, sure. you know, they're like 40 years old. So like, they're not talking about bussin', um, bussin' lit pussy, mm-hmm. you know? So, but he was able to just, mm, he was older mm-hmm. and nailing it. And, and, and that was awesome. But he was talking about this drug that he uses for lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. which I forgot the name of it. Do you remember what it is? Like gallon something. Galantine? Um, let me check my Amazon purchases. The point is you copped. I copped and I took it last night and it was a bad idea to take it last night because I was like super jet lagged and fucked up. So, uh, wait, I got it pulled up right here. It is called gallon, galantamine. Galantamine, G-A-L-A-N-T-A-M-I-N-E, for dream recall and lucid dreaming. But I, I took it last night before I went to bed, and I woke up at like four in the morning, and I had a I had a very in depth lucid dream, but it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Did it involve? <laughs> I would love. Actually, I don't want to know what it involved. I don't care about your dreams, but I'm glad that you. I'm glad that I hope. Karsten, I hope um, that I, was, I had a dream. I'll tell you about. Was the that dream. on his Amazon wish list? So you're, he was able to get a kickback on this, so you can kind of get some bird food. Or get do you think boy. this is? Or do, you, <laughs> or do you think this is kind of more of a? I forgot to enter in his code, but I had a, a friend of the show, Ariel from Mister Green. I had a dream that I was at uh, his house, and I let he has a giant boa constrictor snake, and I allowed it to escape. That was one part. So I had to like find a, a, a snake. And then the other one was I had to go to the club and DJ, and I had 500 outfits to pick out, and none of them were right. Okay, So that's wow. a real nightmare. The, yeah, that's a real nightmare. As soon as you have the perfect vest, you're like, this is going to be it, and then it doesn't fit. It's the perfect vest. It doesn't fit over my chest. It's tough. Yeah, well, I'm glad, that you, I'm, glad that you bought, I'm glad that you bought a recommendation from a, from a guest, though. And I, anytime someone's like, oh, of course it's illegal here, but in America it's over the counter. And I was like, instant copy. Yeah, I'm copying. Instant You're copy. on Amazon. I see you look down at your phone. I mean, when we when we were in Toronto, I was like, do you guys still have the Tylenol that has fucking codeine in it? Because I'll buy a fucking suitcase full <laughs> yeah, of it. Dead ass. Break that shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortar and pestle. 
So I guess we should talk about Kendrick Lamar because that's what I think a lot of people it's on it's on a lot of people's mind right now, right? Luckily, thanks to our friends at Westjet, I was able to purchase Wi-Fi yesterday for twenty one dollars Canadian, and I spent twenty one dollars. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's cheaper than how much does it normally cost? I've never bought 40, internet. It's forty. Forty. New York to LA on Delta is forty bucks. But they try to get you. The thing is that it's forty nine to subscribe monthly. Mm-hmm. So if you like really travel, it's like you just pay for it, which just makes sense. It does, it does, but that's... But so I bought the Wi-Fi because obviously there's nothing else to do, and I was able to read Kendrick Lamar reviews for a solid 45 minutes just to kind of get worked up. Um, (laughs) After listening, (laughs) I listened to the album twice. It sounds like slam poetry for guys that are still active on OK Player, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's got like boring... It's boring as hell. I, I honestly, I truly, I'm not being a hater. I think he's very talented. I really don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And I think people are afraid to say they don't get it because it's the way people are talking about it is like, oh, it's not music. It's art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. It's music, guys. <laughs> it's just music. It's 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 rapping over beats. That's music. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, and when something is not the music in the cookie cutter formation that we are known, know, know it to be, then we call it. A body of work, but it's not. This is a piece. This is a movement. It's yeah. not a song. Yeah, but it it is just a bunch of songs. Too many, if you ask me. Eighteen songs an album is a little long. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's just like it's all killer, no filler though. But listen, there are there are skits. I listened to it a couple times, and I'm just like, I don't get it. And I'm seeing a little bit of a movement of people who are like, guys, this ain't that good. Like, it's fine, but it's not a generational masterpiece that we will return to for the till the end of time. Maybe Kendrick is like the radio head of rap in that way. I see a lot of similarities where the the kind of staunch orthodox fans are just kind of like everything that these yeah, people he put out. You do no wrong, yeah. You yeah. don't miss. It's all art. It's all perfect. It's all gold. One album might be better than the other, but overall they can it's do like, no wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, many people will be on the outside for Radiohead and be like, oh, this is just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, that, that's that's not that's not wrong. I mean, I think it's just like, I don't know, man, like the video, the deep fake thing. Yeah, that, that's cool. Like we've mm-hmm. seen that five times before. The technology is better now, but the song is bad. Like the song isn't good. It's like the song is boring. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it is kind of like an art piece or like a release like but if it's an art piece that's fine if it's mm-hmm. an art piece if it's just so then 99 percent of people are absolutely too stupid to understand it and actually get it mm-hmm. that's the reality so, so so they're lying to themselves and saying this is yes. this is amazing this isn't a classic because i don't want to feel like other people will think i'm dumb i don't want to be yeah it's, it's it. almost like you're dumb if you don't like this because you don't understand the complexity of it and the genius of it and I also think that yeah, we, but that's the best part of music, and that happens, you know, up yeah. the ladder of you know, everyone who's listening to Autecker remixes of just like pure noise and bleep bloops, and you're you're going to be like, this isn't music, this is just yeah. no I mean, noise, it, it and then goes, some German person somewhere is like, this is the perfection. That's I mean, that's of course that's like what happens in every genre, but this is just every genre of art. He's popular music, like that's what he is, like. That's mm-hmm. he's never been underground. He's never been like that's not what it well, is. It's, if there's a festival, yeah, he's, he's never not headlining. Yeah, a festival he's a festival he's headliner, like famous rapper. Like that's what he is. So it's like I just don't. But think, is it possible for 
the famous rapper, festival headliner, to transition into somebody who's making, you know, performance art or something that's different. I think it's, yeah, for sure. But I think it's mainly because of, but you can't do that without having. It's a tough sell. Well, but the reason people listen to him is because he's had like giant hits. That's why most people like him. Most people, you know what I mean? Most part, mm-hmm. people aren't listening for the the deep cuts. They're listening to him for like, right, right. damn. The average, the average person yeah. is, is knowing knows exactly. him. Because and when you're they- that big, you're appealing to the average person. That's who you have to appeal to to have a career. Like that's the whole deal. If you're going to be headlining the festivals. But it's like getting Thundercat to play bass on something and having some like jazz samples doesn't make it art. It makes it jazz samples and thundercat playing bass that's art though it's, jazz and thundercat is art to me <laughs> jazz is like, the most artistic music bro that's a painting that bro yeah jazz is i, I mean i i just don't think it's like like it or don't like it i'm, it, I'm, I'm not i i don't disagree with you but i'm only offering my playful uh, devil's advocate for the sake I'm of our listeners is liking something or not liking something is just what the world is built on specifically music but I don't think I just think when people are saying something is literally like life changing and you don't get it and it's beyond you can't it's also there's a lot of this like oh you can't this is going to unfold over time you don't <laughs> you got to listen to this for years before you really grasp what this is and I'm like really because if anything takes me years to grasp I don't think I want to listen to it. I mean, you know, the art of winemaking. There's uh, yeah. parallels there. You so know, you this bottle of Opus One from 2013. <laughs> wait until, wait until uh, you know Trump's back in office before you open this one up. I understand. So, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is merely an aged whiskey, and it takes time to unfold. And when you take it out of the barrel in 12 years, Chris, maybe you'll get it. I th- I think that. I, I don't disagree with any of this, but I also don't think that any of this is Kendrick's fault. I think this is all the fault yeah, of just yeah. like... Of course, I agree. Guys on YouTube who review stuff yeah. and then like 13-year-old chilled... You know, 13-year-olds. No, no, it's just period. It's, it's white guys with Mac Towers and Cortez on. <laughs> Mac Towers and Cortez. That's a very specific subset of people. That's a lot. No, but I just think that I just think that it's like... I think there's so many things in this world that people really want to like so badly that they just do. And it's easier to just love it and say you love it mm-hmm. and like listen to it, whether you understand it or like it or not. It's just a much easier path to take yeah. than it is to be like, this is just mid and I never need to listen to it again. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think your your um, your stance on it is a good one because there's – it's not just like this is amazing, this is perfect, and you're not like this is this is awful bullshit. No, this is music. You can just be like this, I, and that's it. Yeah, you it's know, just, not for me. If you like it, cool. If you don't like, but that's it, cool. like I mean, that's the world we live in, though. But and I I participate in this more than I should. But it's a classic or trash world, and it's like I think the the problem is most things are mid. <laughs> that's the thing. There's a lot of mm. mid. There's more mid in the world than there is amazing, and there's definitely more mid in the world than there is awful. Yeah, I agree. Especially need, with music. That's why, I, that's why I love the spectrum. Especially with music. But I just think it's like the stuff I've been reading is unbelievable. Like unbelievable. Like even when it's, even when it's flawed, that's on purpose. It's like, <laughs> what? what does that mean? Like what does that mean? Like even when it's bad, it's good. And it's like what? And he's got this whole song where he's like uh, talking about like explaining 
like <laughs> the trans he's got like trans relatives and he says the word faggot a hundred times in yeah. it and there's yeah. a skit where he's like arguing with his girlfriend who's an actress and they're just screaming at each other yeah. i'm like i don't want to hear any of this mm-hmm. this isn't revolutionary this is bad it's this isn't good <laughs> like it's just not good it's like that skit is so triggering bro it's like yeah, man, everybody in the world has fought with their significant other. <laughs> like, I don't, that's not revolutionary. It's not. Like, putting that on an album as a filler track is not art. It's a filler track. It's not music. Well, I guess if the if, if you're that level of popular artist, then sure, your, sure, sure. That's a good your, point. your target demographic is literally like 12-year-olds. Yeah, you're right. So it could be revolutionary and powerful to a 12-year-old. So, you know, like if you are a 12 year old and you hear your parents arguing and yelling yeah. and you listen to that skit, you're like, okay, this is like something, you know, for the first time ever in my life, yeah, popular yeah, yeah. music has spoken to me. And there, that's something like that is beautiful. And I, I think that, you know, maybe because all these artists and albums and projects and bodies of work and things like that, where it's not just, you know, music, it's not just songs, you know what I mean? Like, does there need to be a new platform or a new style or a new kind of discipline for what what this is? You know, like, is there a different category that we put this into if it's not just like I made an album of songs and here it is on no, because Spotify? It's not, it's not a different category. It's people creating. It's people using terminology to make something feel bigger than it is and more serious than it needs to be. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's like. Yeah, this is a double album of songs. That's all this is. Like, you can call it a body of work. You can call it an art project. You can call it a project. That's all great. But at some point, does it not be a collection of songs anymore? And does it turn into no. something different? No, why it doesn't. Not? Because why not? that's because it doesn't. What? What? Like, how does something? T- it's like you think if I put a spoiler on a car, does it change into something else? It's still a fucking car. No, it's a race car. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying at a certain moment, you know, like there's like performance art. Or there's music, and then at a certain point, you're like, you know, like Mers, like like Japanese noise, or Gigi Allen, you know, eating his own shit on stage. Like, at a certain point, does it change from songs and into? Well, we're talking about a performance, outsider art, or performance. I mean, I, art get, I guess, but there's nothing. Experimental, but there's nothing outsider or experimental about this. Uh, I disagree. What's outsider about one of the biggest celebrities in the world making a double album? What is an album? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, bro. Great point. I think the mushrooms are still in your system. No, no. I ate a wonderful edible (laughs) from Rose. Andy, um, Andy Bargani from Bon Appetit. He's going to be coming on the show pretty soon. That's great. We'll ask him about about this. When I say what is an album. I'm going to ask him about his cookbook and say, is it a body of work? (laughs) Or is it merely a collection of recipes? You're, you're, it's your choice, not mine. Well, I guess the, the larger point that I'm trying to make is the world, like you said, it's a classic or trash world. And there's a chance that artists who don't like that mold, they don't like the system that's been created because the system, the recording industry, the music industry, the ticket master, you know, monopoly, all this bullshit, it's like a system that's been created that you have to play in. But you're still playing in it. You're putting out an album on iTunes. You're not doing anything different. I know. You're not doing anything different. You're putting an album out on iTunes. You're going to stream a shitload, and you're going to go on a big tour and make a lot of money. You're mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing that everybody else does. You, And it's not his fault. It's people reframing it into something more serious than he is, and he's laughing all the way to the bank. 
Right. But I, I I agree with that. And it is not his fault. He's and but I'm I'm wondering like if is there like some is this the first step in the in the journey of a revolution? Um, you know, that's like No. No. <laughs> that's like, you know, I don't want to live in this world anymore and I'm gonna create things that I wanna no. create and then it's up to you guys and like at a certain point will there be a new hey, look, bro, you way put, to absorb whatever this is yeah okay if Kendrick Lamar puts out a, a line of vitamins that I can swallow and that makes me understand his album and it comes with a scroll of the lyrics <laughs> yeah then he's revolutionized music when you're putting out a double album of music and you go on a tour and you make music videos <laughs> that ain't revolutionary chief that's doing what your job well is it is it a music video or is it a video well, there's music in it. I don't care if it's OJ rapping or not. <laughs> <laughs> there's music in it, but also, you know, wh- your version of music or someone's version of what they think music is. I just think is. at a certain point, like, it's... I'm thinking a little too conceptual yes, stonery yes. right now, but I'm, I'm saying, like, like, you, like you said, like, will, will this Kendrick album 50 years from now be a vitamin that you can take? Like, that was a joke, but... I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like we have our standard forms of media consumption. We listen to things with our AirPods. We watch things with our Samsung TVs or our LG. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can go listen to Kendrick. My avatar can listen to Kendrick Lamar in the metaverse. It's still something like that. But like we, but I'm saying like in in the near, not so distant future of our exponentially, compoundingly growing world, will there be a new? format or way you know like the same way that kanye is doing with his you know he'll go oh, the to stem player that people talked about for 40 hours that no the, one's spoken about again not the stem player not the stem player but like what else his what when his live performances where it's like i'm gonna play this album and it's not a concert it's not a yeah you know what Jason? theatrical performance but that's not revolutionary it's selling tickets to a concert where he doesn't have to perform and he still gets to make the money it's a scam <laughs> It's genius. That's one way to look at it. But it's a scam. It. But like, I'm you wanna, saying you want to pay takes... $50 to stay in a stadium and listen to an album while some smoke blows around and it looks like you're in Antarctica? Well, $50, that's the cheap seats. I want to I want to spend 800 and be up front with, with Chloe. She got those new abs. <laughs> but, I, I, but I'm saying like it takes a long time to turn a big boat around. Are sure. these the first steps of things where it's like, we don't want to do this. I want to have some... Some quote unquote art. But I don't, don't want to have it but, be part of the I don't, standard but, cycle. But that, how is any of this stuff not part of the standard cycle? Because it is. All of this stuff that you're talking about is absolutely part of the standard cycle. But people have decided because they think it's better mm-hmm. than other music that it's actually different. And that's the issue. It's not. It's mm-hmm. like if you like it and you think it's good, it's good music. And you want to go buy tickets to see it on tour, it's a good it's a good album you want to see performed live. That's it. It doesn't need to mm-hmm. be like, you don't need to make things more than it is. Like, people saying they have to digest it. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, well, I think people, I, I brought up Radiohead before because that's I, a good example. I would see that same type of speech. It's ridiculous for anyone. A lot of times, but I think what it is, is you, it's for people that have, it's kind of like talking, like if you've seen an alien or you've seen a ghost yeah, and you yeah. try to explain that to somebody who hasn't. And you're, it's kind of like, I don't know Let what you're saying. Let me tell you about good music. Music music that I like, I get it instantly. And that's why it's fucking good. It's because instantly I'm like, that is it. That is fucking genius. This is so good. This song is so good. If it takes me six months to understand it, I don't know. But that's, well, that's just one, one person's brain. Oh, no, of course. And you're and not just, a lay person. You're, you have experienced no, I understand music everybody, for a long every, time. But, it, but is different. there... 
is there something to be said about something taking six months to fully open up and appreciate putting in hard work, listening to it 50 times, watching a movie a hundred times, I don't want whatever it is. I personally don't want that. I don't want, and I'm not saying that's because I don't think things can be challenging. I'm just saying like, if you think about things that are classics in your life, like stuff you've loved forever, I guarantee you didn't take 40 times of listening to queen is dead to be like, this is my shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or even like, even like, a fucking Kanye, you know what I mean? Like, like that shit is crazy. Like, my beautiful yeah. dark twisted fantasy is fucking amazing when you put it on and you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's true. It's not. It doesn't take six months. It doesn't take a year. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. That's not. I don't know. Maybe that's just it, maybe me. it takes two weeks. But it, it, like, I, I think you have to have, or you you have that, bro. Do you remember when the Drake and Future thing came out? Yeah, Diamonds bro. Dancing. Bro, I put that shit on. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is unbelievable how good this is. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Instantly, it's like, this is unbelievable how good this is. Mm-hmm. There's no time. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to see the music videos. You, you, were, see- you were instantly gratified by the sound that was coming out of your yeah. car. And to me, that's what the greatest music is. Like, it's, it's instantly grips you in a way that you're like this is unreal like these guys did it this is as good as it's gonna get will this noma asparagus be better than a double double or mcdonald's french or even like yeah do i have to have 12 bites of this to understand it like probably shouldn't have to do that yeah uh, what i was saying before with like the seeing a ghost or 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 seeing an alien kind of thing like you you have that language of like you just don't get it. You yeah. don't, you have to wait. You have to experience. Here's how you listen to the album. You light four candles. You take a bath. Yeah. You cut your left ear off, you know, whatever it is that people talk like that when they've had a life altering spiritual experience yes. with that form of art or that specific artist. Anyone who's talking like that has listened to Kendrick at the perfect moment in their not so perfect life mm-hmm. at a perfect thing. And something clicked and their brain changed forever. And they're like, I have like, this is a, this body of music or art is a part of my family. And that's why he's, that's why he's as big as he is. Cause that, that's happened. You know, like that's obviously how people feel. And I'm not saying that's not possible. I think that's great. I think that's what music should do for people. I just think that like, but but also remember that most people won't agree with you. Yes. Like I, like, when you tell me that you saw a ghost, I'm going to be like, all right, chief. Like, yeah, maybe you did. Maybe, I don't, maybe, I don't care. maybe be more like the fans of fish and the grateful dead where it's like, Hey man, I was there in 94 uh-huh. in Vermont. I ate this and my life was forever changed. And every person they tell that to is like, get the fuck out of here, hippie. I don't like that shit. And care. they're like, fair enough. Yeah. I understand. I can't wait till somebody tells me that I was at rolling loud, Miami. <laughs> And Kendrick came on, <laughs> and I just smoked a L. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I and just he- had my fourth Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> no, but I mean, and this isn't to this <laughs> isn't to like like. There's no question the guy is like talented, and like he's yeah. got songs like over the years. It's just like I find the music really uninteresting, and I kind of always have. And this to me is just more of that. So I'm obviously not the intended audience, which is but- which is. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But also, people haven't talked about him the way they're talking about him now. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody liked him. It's like, yeah, it's like J. Cole. To me, he's more reminiscent of J. Cole, where it's like, I have will never listen to this. I think it's really uncool. And I've tried here and there, and I'm just like, this ain't for me. I think with the Kendrick album, I've I've skimmed, uh, like, I listened to it once through. And I, I think that you said it's not interesting, and I think that it's only interesting. 
What like do you I, mean? I think I'll listen to it and be like, oh, I like this drum pattern. Oh, I see. I think this bass line. But you don't want to re-listen to that. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't make me want to go back and dip my toe back in that jacuzzi. I think I mean interesting in a way. I think the replayability is what I mean by that, mm-hmm. which is the same thing you're saying. It's mm-hmm. like I can listen to this and be like, oh, that that part's cool. This is cool. I never need to hear this again. And I think the replayability thing is something that people don't talk about as much. And I think that you know. Uh, compared to restaurants again like if you go to a restaurant and you're like that was pretty good and if you forget that you went there you mm. never have a desire to go back there again mm. you never think about it if someone says hey do you want to go here you're going to say no then it wasn't i think that that's good. that's more of an important yeah. factor than than almost anything i mean especially with music because it moves so fast and people like it took him 5 years to do this he was sitting back he was watching he was, I'm like, guys, like, yeah. so he had writer's block. I'm like, do you know how many musicians have had writer's block? Like, that is not, like, <laughs> the way people are just like, this is so revolutionary. I'm like, these are things that have been talked about in popular culture since the beginning of time. Like, mm-hmm. five years also is, I mean, in today's climate, that seems like a long time. That is absolutely normal. It is, it is. Especially at his level where it's like, you don't need bread, you don't need to do any of this if you don't want to yeah i i guess yeah the critics love to just melodramatize i remember i saw the the, the guardian article written about it and like the first it's paragraph insane. says it has been 1182 <laughs> days since kendrick <laughs> like, lamar's last album about? came out it's like it's like, like okay i also have a wikipedia yeah it's I can, like you're I can in a Google fucking that. it's like you work in a dangerous warehouse and they have a number up with last time there was an accident <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck it's that like if you if you put it into days it's a more that Guardian, know, that Guardian review figure. was insane, and then there was a Stereo Gum one that was like even more insane. Where it was that it was that it was like even when it's imperfect, it's perfect. Everything has its place. Every mistake is on purpose. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I think that every mistake does not have its purpose and is not always good. But when you are somebody as interesting and talented as Kendrick, I think it is possible to have your fuck ups be art in itself if, if that makes sense i think if you're a layman yes i don't i th- don't know i don't know I, I think also like the the beauty of imperfection in a world where every every album and every record is yeah, yeah. extremely polished and i think that kendrick will sort of do that and he'll have the consistency and the texture of of something that's true and real and honest i mean it sounds expensive you know what i mean it sounds expensive it sounds good it's like they are mm. serious players. It's live. You know what I mean? Like no, yeah, yeah. It it's all great. sounds good. But I think that he's one of the only people at the top who is a festival yeah. headliner who will be like, oh, I like fucked that word up or like the placement of this was wrong mm. or like there's a weird glitch or a or skip. It's, it's so you, weird. This whole song, I'm offbeat, but nah, nah. <laughs> Let's keep that. But I like things that are offbeat. Like the people, the people who are just sick and tired of everything being perfectly quantized and syncopated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly and I understand that. I understand that. I think there's a, you know, it's it's a rebellion of perfection. Yeah, and I think that that's what Donda was to an extent too, and that's why people like Donda. And people Absolutely. are saying, and people are saying this is like. This is that thing where it's like it's genius, and I'm like, I listen to Don. It ain't genius. Well, I think that. Well, we talked about this when I was in Italy when the when the Donda came out. Donda, the same. <laughs> Donda, 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 and, Donda. And I came to the conclusion that liking Donda or things like that, maybe like this album as well, yeah. is a female trait. Not, not in any negative way, of course, but in a way that the female brain is able to absorb kind of real honesty and power and emotion Better. in the words that you're saying it, like like 
we listened to the Drake and we listened to the Donda. And I was like, Drake has better songs because he actually has songs. It'll be better for the club. But, you know, and the Donda was was a pure expression of art and emotion. And I feel like the the yeah. female body and, and brain is able to absorb that. that better. Well, there's another thing that people keep talking about is how vulnerable he is. You know, it's like guys who've never been to therapy being like, he's so vulnerable. It's entry level vulnerability. But I'm also like, that is, I just don't. I guess the things that people are so drawn to, I'm like, isn't that what music is about? I mean, obviously it's different for rap music and I think there's a different energy with that and there's a different understanding of what vulnerability is and it's harder, I think, for artists to be vulnerable for sure, historically with hip hop. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a thousand other artists out there who are a thousand times more vulnerable and, and I have a thousand plays a month on Spotify. But I know that he's also not talking about like drinking lean and killing people mm-hmm. and he's talking about real things and like that is interesting because most people aren't able to do that. He's talking about real things, but he has to put it through the lens that will you know, yeah. magnify to the widest yeah. audience because that's what he is yeah. and that's a hard thing to do. And he probably has to sacrifice a lot of what he's saying because otherwise it'll go over the heads of his target demographic. Yeah, I think that I just think that the vulnerability thing is so funny to me. I listen to Joe Budden talk about vulnerability is just like that's what I'm attracted to. That really hit me. I'm like, <laughs> really, bro? Okay. I mean, you know, it. Well, I mean, but it really is. It really seems like an opportunity for me to people for people to to like understand art. In their minds, mm-hmm. the way it's, but it's also the kind of thing where people are like, "My kid could do that." <laughs> when they look at a painting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. it's a little bit like I don't know. The whole thing is like I, I I will never listen to it again. I'll never read anything about it again. I'm all set. You, you got it out of your system. I'm all set. But it's like it's just a, it's the, the the fervor around it and like the breathless discussion and like the words people are using seems really wild. That mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. For 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 what I've heard. You know sure. what I mean? It doesn't match. It don't match. It don't match. Well, I feel like I've just been exercised. Wow, we did it. Another how long gone in the books. Uh thank you to Toronto. Thank you for everybody for their hospitality. All the people at the Great Hall, Whitmer Thomas, uh Big Dog, Maddie Matheson. Um everyone who showed us love, everyone who gave me drugs. Everyone who gave me everybody who came to Tammy's. Thank you, Jamal, for hosting us. Uh, all the Albanian Coke dealers all, in the Toronto area. All the Albanian Coke dealers. Keep your eyes peeled to our social media. We have some new merch dropping very soon. We, we do have some new merch dropping. Um a few things this week. Um and then yeah, we announced this week actually, thanks to our good buddies at Pitchfork, we are doing a show for the Tribeca Film Festival at Baby's All Right on June the 13th uh, with our dog, Eli. Um, so you can hear some experimental drums as well as some conversation. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. So, yeah, New York will be there next month. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful, blessed week. Why you, why you keep that tool like that? Why you more like that? I hit the club 50 deep. Why your eyes like that? Cause I put Molly in my lean. Call that why you act like that? Why you strap like that? Cause I got it by myself. Nigga, I don't need no vitamin C. I be smoking broccoli.